Blog Talk Radio. Can we can we try it here? Let's try it here. What? God 
2013 at AOL.com. And just tell us through your email how much you do enjoy this broadcast. Well, tonight I have um, some special guests, and I have about three wonderful, awesome men and 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 women of God on the on the air with me. Uh, they're going to be doing a, a revival here coming up next month, and we're going to talk about that revival. And then each of them are going to share a word from God with you tonight. These are powerful, powerful men, and they're just doing a mighty work for God. They're they're awesome men. They're awesome women of God. And I just want to uh, go into reading their bios, and then we will uh, have the opportunity to meet them. And our first uh, uh, guest tonight is Pastor Dan A. Thomas, Jr. And Pastor Dan A. Thomas, Jr. was born in Wichita, Kansas and spent his formative years in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. He attended Langston University, where he was a regent scholar in the honors program, and his senior year was served as student government president. On December 27, 1998, Pastor Dan preached his first sermon and has not looked back since. He was blessed to graduate with a Bachelor of Science in Business Administration, in the summer of 2001. In 2002, Pastor Dan relocated to Los Angeles, California, that's my stomping grounds, and served as young adult minister at Brister Memorial Baptist Church for eight years. In February 2006, he married the lovely Sasha Welch, and in May 2007, and I, I please, if, I'm, if you could tell me how to pronounce your daughter's name, Pastor. It's Acacia. Acacia. Acacia was born. He is the founder of the DREAM Conference, an interstate conference that began in Compton, California, in the summer of 2004. It is, um, it is especially designed to help others discover life and purpose in Christ. For 15 years, Pastor Dan has preached the uncompromising gospel of Jesus Christ. His preaching style is characterized as educated yet personal, theological yet comprehensible, and revelatory yet practical. Understanding that salvation is a decision, but sanctification is a lifelong development. He often says that decisions are made in a moment, but transitions are a process. In April 2012, Pastor Dan relocated back to Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, and is currently planting Chosen Generation Church. His life goal to help people discover their blueprints, realize their potential, and find their place. And that is the bio of Pastor Dan A. Thomas. Our next guest is Elder Jose Henderson, also known as Sean, born and raised in New Jersey. He is the proud son of parents Jose and Darlene Henderson and the oldest out of four boys. And now he currently resides in Dallas, Texas with his loving, beautiful wife, Yvette Henderson, and a proud and grateful father of three, Nyla, Elijah, and Selah Henderson. Uh, his home church is, praise the Lord, the Potter's House, where Bishop T.D. Jakes is his pastor. 
He is currently a licensed minister and now pursuing his eldership ordinations at his church in which he is a son, servant, and active member. He is a licensed lay helper, counselor under AACC, American Association of Christian Counselors. Uh, His ultimate passion is souls. He yearns to see all people from every walk of life coming to the saving power and revelatory knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is his desire to be a true, real man of God, doing the will of the Father, that he may get all the glory from his life, that one day he may hear his Father God say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. And our last guest this evening is someone I know very well and and uh, just having just a joy to be on the broadcast tonight is Elder Ozzie Harris. And he is a born native of Dallas, Texas, to Lester, Maine, and Sandra Harris. He is the eldest of four siblings. Elder Harris continued his education at Langston University in Langston, Oklahoma, where he obtained a Bachelor's of Art degree in liberal education. It was during his tenure at Langston that he was that he was invited to visit United Baptist Church of Seward, Oklahoma, under the leadership of Pastor Andrew Gilstrap, where Elder Harris was then saved for real and filled with the Holy Ghost. One year later, Elder Harris accepted the call of God on his life and preached his first sermon and was licensed in two thousand and was licensed. In 2006, he was ordained an elder in the Lord's Church and has been preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ for over 13 years. Elder Harris considers himself to be blessed beyond measure to be married to his college sweetheart, the love of his life, the lovely Mrs. Bonita Harris, then Willis of now 11 years, and the proud father of four beautiful children, Xavier, Caitlin, Joshua, and Caleb. Elder Harris and his family faithfully and proudly serve at Day Springs Family Church in Irving, Texas, where we serve together there, where he serves under the leadership of his senior pastor and bishop, Kevin Dickerson of the Vision Fellowship of Churches. Elder Harris is an anointed and prophetic preacher of the gospel whom is whom is on fire, appointed, committed, and dedicated to leading the people of God out of religion and into relationship. Well, praise the Lord, gentlemen. I am so excited to have you on my show tonight. How are you all doing? Doing well. Man. Glad to be here. Praise God. Well. Praise God. Praise God. Now, do I have any of the wives on the line as well tonight? Yes, I'm here. Shasta. Sister Sasha, it's nice to meet you. And do I have any other wives on on tonight? Yes, Vanita Harris. Oh, Sister Vanita, how are you? Okay. And I think Elder uh, Henderson, I think you said your wife is taking care of family duties tonight. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. All right, all right. Well, praise the Lord. Once again, I do uh, uh, thank God, and it's such an honor to have all of you on the show. I just want to uh, ask the wives something first of all, because I know that you ladies are busy and, and probably want to go and take care of the children. But 
It used to be back in the day that ministers' wives were just seen and not heard. But today, Sister Benita, as a minister's wife, how do you prepare in helping your husband in ministry? I know they're getting ready to uh, do uh, this great revival. How is it that you help your husband in preparing for this revival that he's going to be doing? Um, well, I definitely pray a lot, um, and mm-hmm. I seek God's wisdom, and I seek God's counsel as far as how I should support my husband and what words I need to share with him to keep him motivated and encouraged in doing God's will and purpose in the kingdom. Of, in, in the kingdom. Um, and so, you know, and I make sure that I'm available and ready to be available uh, for him. If, if you have something that he needs that needs to be taken care of or done, I'm ready and available um, to go ahead and do it, you know, and assist and help with uh, whatever it is that he needs to that he needs that needs to be taken care of. So um, I'm more of a background person. So. <laughs> so Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Well, I thank you for uh, joining your husband here tonight. On the show, uh, Sister Sasha, uh, do you have any advice that you could give to any other ministers' wives who are just now coming into the ministry? How would you share with her? What would you share with her in being uh, a blessing and a help to her husband in ministry? I would probably tell her to not focus on being the typical first lady but to mm-hmm. focus on her relationship first with God and then mm-hmm. submitting herself fully to God, then she would know to, how to fully submit herself to her husband. So to yeah. not focus so much being the minister or the pastor's wife, but to focus mm-hmm. on truly learning who she is in Christ and then therefore learning how to be that woman that her husband needs. Praise God, praise God, praise God. And, too, I say welcome to you, and thank you so much for being on the show tonight uh, alongside of your husband. It's an honor to have great women of God. You know that old saying that uh, behind every good man is a good woman, but I like to say besides every good man is a good woman because uh, it takes a special woman to be a uh, minister's wife or a pastor's wife. It, this is not a, a job for just everyday, ordinary women. It takes a, a steadfast woman of prayer, a woman that worships, a woman that spends time with God, spends time in the Word, and is still able to be the the wife and the and the mother uh, and 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 the um, uh, a part, you know, helping the family growing the family together with her husband. So I do take my hats off to both of you ladies, all three of you ladies, and and I just uh, uh, say thank you for your service and in sharing your husbands uh, with the world. We thank you and we honor you tonight on that. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Well, gentlemen, I'm going to ask you all some questions. Um, Elder Harris. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself as far as what you do in the ministry. Um, I do a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, 
I I serve um, very closely um, administratively to my senior pastor and bishop uh, and Amen. his wife, Pastor Sonia. Uh, uh, I lead as far as the elders and ministers at our home church. So a lot mm-hmm. of the uh, administrative duties and prayer assignments and all that type of thing, uh, mm-hmm. I am uh, overseeing those items and uh, anything that needs to be communicated for the most part, I communicate those uh, initiatives to our elders and ministers and uh, how to make sure that we are where we're supposed to be when we're supposed to be there. Um, I also oversee uh, <laughs> I also oversee the nursing home ministry uh, where yeah, we have a month yeah. of it, uh, uh, worship service and we also serve communion to the residents of the nursing home monthly as well. Um, and here recently, uh, I am involved in one of the overseers of the evangelism ministry um, at Bay Spring as well. Um, and I just serve in any capacity. You know, um, the first thing that God calls us to do is serve. And so um, uh, that's what I do. Praise God. Praise God. And uh, Minister Henderson, uh, tell us and share with us uh, some of the things that you do uh, at the at the Potter's House. Well, at the Potter's House, we are you already um, some probably already know we are a very large um, ministry, and so mm-hmm. um, we we one of our models is being liquid. <laughs> There's so much that's going on. We have over 50 different auxiliaries, ministerial auxiliaries, mm-hmm. and um, so it's as far as me um, serving in the parking lot, helping parking cars on a Sunday to moving in the sanctuary, um, working the altar. Uh, moving on to helping um, the youth ministry and upholding over there, so it's about so we. Um, I'm very liquid. That's our model, and um, serving wherever we need to be served, um, where services needed. Um, go to Megacare, um, another part of our um, auxiliary within the ministry. Um, going out cutting people grasses and painting the houses, and um, going door to door doing um, you know. Community doing evangelism work and sh- letting people know that we hear, we love you. If there's a need, uh, you know, let us know that we can help. You know, just doing doing ministry, <laughs> ministry, Amen. just being a servant overall, just being a servant and being liquid. Praise God! I like that being liquid. Praise the Lord. And Pastor Thomas, uh, share a little bit of your ministry and what you do. Well, uh, one of the things, uh, just kind of banking on the name, Chosen Generation, uh, one of our keys is to help people find that they do have a place in life. And so, you know, one of the ways you do that, I, I think it's uh, it's a method that has been uh, titled as Servant Evangelism. So mm-hmm. started Bible study last year with our church uh, in June, and our official launch day, we're in our pre-launch stage, which is our second phase. Uh, we do a lot of outreach. Some of the hottest days of the of this summer, we were out just giving out cold water. Uh, we did a backpack giveaway in an apartment complex, uh, helping you know students uh, who were in impoverished neighborhoods, making sure they had what they needed to go back to school. Uh, we're contracting with a, a McDonald's right now to have a hamburger giveaway. Uh, we're we're also I just came out of a meeting yesterday, uh, uh, dealing with an apartment complex who actually had been giving us resistance for a year. And this may be encouragement to anybody who's been trying to get into an area 
for an entire year, they told us no. It was almost our 10th time talking to this management company, and finally uh, we're going to be able to reach out to some of those kids. So on my end, uh, being a visionary, being a church planner, uh, I find that at this point, I'm, you know, I have my hands in a lot. I, you know, God has really sent some good people around me, but one of our uh, core values is community. It's the first one. We made an acronym out of the word chosen, and so we make sure that we are visible. We found out early after we did an initial survey of the community, we found out that uh, the community's heart was calloused over some things that have happened in the community as it relates to churches and different things of that nature. And so we are in a rebuilding effort. Uh, we've been, you know, I've been very upfront that after we got those initial surveys back that uh, we're not necessarily in a reaping or a harvesting season. We're in a cultivating season in our community because of things that have happened in the past. So we're in a huge community effort right now in our community to make sure that we spread the love of God until it gets totally permeated in that community. So that that's our that's our outlook right now. Praise God, praise God. So you all are just movers and shakers and just really just getting in there with all hands and feet and everything and just doing whatever you can for your communities and whatever you can for the church and and bringing the church to a place where where uh, we've kind of backed away from at a point, but now you're going back out there and you're touching the world, you're touching those who are unsaved and and trying to get them back into the uh, back into the church, and that's a that's a great thing that all of you are doing. Well, I want to talk with you tonight. You all are doing a revival, and yes. uh, uh, Pastor Thomas, can you tell me something about the revival? Well, you know, uh, this is uh, this is an interesting subject. Uh, I've been knowing Elder Harris for quite some time. Obviously, you know, you heard the bios. We went to Langston together. I'm, I'm really excited about this because when I think mm-hmm. about the word revival, I think about, uh, now, obviously, uh, we want people to get saved at the revival. We want people to experience mm-hmm. the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But, you know, just centering on the word revival, uh, it, it you know, it's making people who may have, uh, went astray, who, who may be experiencing spiritual apathy, people who may have gotten a little off track as it relates to God's will for their life. I'm excited because I know that there's something laying dormant in someone out there, and they don't know how to get back from where they've fallen off. And so I'm really looking. I'm looking for those who don't believe, but I'm really looking to revive or to stir up again those who maybe have lost their way, and I'm looking to set someone on fire. Uh, I told uh, the brothers the other night we had a personal conference call I'm coming with an agenda of vengeance uh, because I believe that God is really doing something. He's opening up some things uh, in this season that we're in that literally we haven't seen before, that he's raising up people who have never been heard of before. And I think that we're going to be playing a part in that uh, to, to revive people. And, I, and I'm hoping that there are people who are there who have been out of church for a long time. Just read a statistic mm-hmm. um, today or actually last week that 80% of people who don't go to church, and this is nationwide, it is because they have never been invited. Um, Mm. So if we can get some people who used to have a great relationship with the Lord, there's something Mm. in them that God wants to revive, and he wants to use them if they'll just make themselves available. Now, Elder uh, Henderson, what is your uh, play in this revival? Share what what God is laying on your heart for this revival? Um, for the revival, 
when I hear about revival, the thing that came to me, I was studying this. One of the reverse that I mean revival is resurrection. Mm-hmm. I believe yeah. that God going to resurrection restore some things. Um, I want the revival to be not not about Pastor Dan or me or Elder Harris, but about God. Mm-hmm. That God's mm-hmm. name be glorified in the earth again. That his mm-hmm. name would be glorified and resurrected amongst the lips of people and the hearts mm-hmm. of people. That we turn from our wicked ways we could, and we, we start to pursue him. Pursue him. Because he, 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 God is great and he's worthy to be praised. So while I'm thinking about revival, I'm thinking about resurrection that God will come in and shake the place. I mean, shake it like a garment. That he will fill his, the, the place with his glory. That he will throw his weight around. That whatever people need, that they will receive it there because it's been a resurrection in their life. That's what I'm thinking about the revival. That his name would be glorified and that, and that, that it also make a bold statement. That there's a generation that is, that is not lost, but there is a generation, our generation, that pursuing and hungering after God. That there is still hope for for look at men to take their place, and, and, and as men in the house and in the earth, that that still love God, and that is willing to sacrifice and live their God, live their life unto God, that He may get all the glory. That's, that's that's my take on the revival. Praise God. Praise and Elder Harris, what is your uh, take on what is what is it that you want to see God do in this revival? Well, uh, Evangelist Hagler, uh, as you can see, my brothers here are on fire. They, yes, they sir. are on fire. They are <laughs> they are ready. And uh, this is my perspective. Is is in parallel, but yet I have a different view. Uh, yes. this, is, this, is, this is because God gave me the vision. And um, so because he, he, I'm birthing it, He, I know it's going to happen. Praise God. No, because he purposed for it to happen. Mm. Uh, I know that. Uh, there will be people there that, as Pastor Dan said, hadn't been to church in a while, maybe gotten off track. I know God, God sees them, and that's why he said do it. That's why God said go. This is um, an assignment. Um, these brothers, my brothers, myself, we're full of purpose. We are full of the Holy Ghost, and we're on fire to do what God has called us to do to do what mm. God has sent us to do, to do mm. what God has anointed us to do. Jesus mm. said that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed yes. me to preach the gospel, to yes. heal the book God, and to preach deliverance, mm. to recover sight mm. to the blind. Somebody mm. is blind that used to conceive, but they're going to be recovered. Hallelujah. Yes. <laughs> These things are going to happen. I, I knew it's gonna happen because I yes. when he spoke the word and gave me the vision, he 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 lit a flame in me mm. and a passion and a desire for this to happen and he laid my brothers here on my heart and I'm so grateful that he did because they caught that vision. They have that same it's about souls. As 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 yeah. Elder Sean said, it's it's about souls. And that's what mm. we have in common. Souls. Lives being restored. Paul told Timothy Start up the gift that's on the inside of you. 
the gift mm-hmm. of the Holy Ghost, the gift of the mm-hmm. anointing of God in your life, the gift of the call of God in your life, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to stir up some things. Yes. Mm. That have been lying dormant. We're going to stir back up that passion. We're going to let God yes. use us to light yes. a flame back into some yes. dormant places. So wake some people up out of their slumber. So set them back on fire for the things of God that they can go do what God called them to do. And so I'm very excited about this. And that's what I expect to happen. That's what I see happening, and it shall come to pass. Praise God. I mean, you all have already, you guys have got me fired up over here. I'm like, wow. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you guys will be telling uh, the CDs and DVDs of this uh, revival afterwards, and I'd love to uh, be able to uh, enjoy them. I mean, it's so powerful about revival, people needing to be revived and getting ourselves yes. invigorating to get out there and do for the Lord those things yes, that ma'am. we need to do. The church needs to uh, get itself ready because Jesus is really on his way back. Amen. People yes. are, you know, people just living their lives like so, you know, just however they feel like living it, and they don't know that our our Lord and Savior is on His way back, and He's coming back for a clean church without spot or wrinkle. Right. And He's needs us to be ready when He comes. He don't just need us to be ready; He wants us to make others ready. And so I'm so excited about what you gentlemen are doing. This revival just sounds like it is going to be off <laughs> of the chain. <laughs> I'm going to be there. <laughs> God is all up in this thing. He, he Amen. I've been planning Amen. and planning, and um, everything is, is God is in everything, every every Hallelujah. bit of it. He's in Praise everything. He's the, he's the fine thread in it. He, he's wow. everywhere in it. Wow. It's going to be what he intended for it to be. Praise God. Now, when is the revival? The the revival will be, Evangelist, um, October, in a few weeks, about three weeks out, um, October 3rd through the 5th. That's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, Mm -hmm. starting at 7 p.m. nightly. Um, Mm -hmm. As you read from my bio, this is my, I call my home church. This is not where I grew up, but this is where, God found me and I found him. Out of religion into relationship. So um this is where I married my wife. So I have this it's very Praise special God. place for me. And Amen. um and um a lot of uh, we have several I talked to my uh, my spiritual father of uh, the pastor of that church and we have several uh churches that are gonna be there. Some of are gonna be there some sisters in song and there's gonna be some pastors Amen. there next they just want to sit and absorb. They're ready to hear from what God said. They come. They're ready to hear what the Lord. So it, 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 I'm telling you, this is this is building. And anyone who was in the Guthrie area, uh, even Oklahoma City, uh, we're about 30 minutes uh, north of Oklahoma City, um, right there off Waterloo and 35. And um, you know, come on out. I'm telling you, I, I promise your life will not be the same. Wow, praise the Lord. Well, what we're going to do now, we're going to go into a song. And then after this song, you are going to get a chance to hear these mighty men of God. They've got anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes to just knock your socks off and just just bring this preach down heaven, however 
The Spirit of the Lord uh, is going to use them on tonight. Our first speaker after the song will be uh, Minister Henderson. Our second speaker will be Elder Harris. And our third speaker this evening will be Pastor Thomas, and they will come in uh, that order. And then after Pastor Thomas is finished preaching on this evening, he will lead you in prayer for those of you that might be backslidden or those of you that are going to be listening to this broadcast and you don't know Jesus at all. I believe that after this broadcast tonight that your life will change. I believe that God is going to do a great and powerful thing uh, in your life just through hearing the men of God on this evening. And we're going to go ahead and we're going to do this song. And uh, after this song, we are going to go ahead and just turn these men of God loose, and they're just going to do what the Spirit of God tells them. God bless you. Clap your hands, everybody. Come on.
Minister Henderson. Yes, first I want to say thank you for this opportunity and this time. I thank God for this ministry and what you're doing, Evangelist Hagler. Um, I, I must make a disclaimer. I'm not going to come with an exegetical <laughs> sermon. I just want to speak what God has placed on my heart for the people. Because right now is not the time for that. So, yeah, allow me that I may speak out of what the Spirit of God has laid on my heart. Um, one thing that I reflect on, I, I was studying earlier this week. It was about the love of God. Mm-hmm. And that if we understand and we come into the knowledge and the understanding of the love of God, that there's nothing that will be able to separate us mm-hmm. nor destroy us nor mm-hmm. keep us down. I, I, I was studying um, Luke chapter, around Luke chapter uh, 9 and 10. In Luke chapter 9, he sent the disciples out two by two. He told them, go ahead and preach the gospel. Don't take... Uh, no not for nothing. In other words, don't take no extra remnant. Don't take no extra pair of shoes. And whatever house you go in, you bless. And you go forth and you preach the kingdom. And you heal. You heal all. And now that you heal all, you cast out the demons. And so they went forth and they came back to Jesus and they came back rejoicing. In chapter 10, he sent out the 70, two by two, and told them the same thing. And they came back, they came back rejoicing and said, even Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Jesus, don't rejoice after that. Just rejoice that your name is written in the, sometimes they say, Lamb Book of Life or in the Book of Life. Just bless. And here's the thing, is that rejoice that your name is written in the Lamb Book of Life, that God know your name. This is how much he loved us, that from the beginning of time, man was searching for God with his call faith. But when God stretched down from heaven to see that man always fell short, that what the word said, you can't keep the law because by the law it's only bring forth death. Because sin, look at sin lies in the law. Because law comes and tells our faults. And so that lets you know that you need a savior. So the only thing that sin produces, the wages of sin produces death. So the law only kills and brings you to a place of humility. But the grace of God, when it's extended, when God looked down from, from heaven into, into earth, and he decided to send the word wrapped up in flesh, our kinsman redeemer. Whew, he sent our kinsman redeemer. And he dwelt amongst us, and we, and we knew him not. That he touched our infirmities, and he suffered along with us. He understood what it was to be hungry. Whew. Mm. Oh, And what happened is that the grace of God showed up. Men's faith only came short. But when the grace of God showed up, now the kingdom has come unto you. Preach the kingdom. That the grace of God has come. And what you tried, it broke a death. But since I came, now it's complete. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) And so I started thinking about this thing. Is that everything he done, he done by the Spirit. His men didn't start until John pointed them out and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who comes to take away the sins of the world. And then they look at this, and John said, Nah, I can't baptize you. Now I'm paraphrasing. Like I say, I ain't coming to exegesis. <laughs> he said, Behold, you know, he said, What well, now, nah, now, nah, Lord, you know, I ain't worthy of you even doing this. He said, You must do this that the scriptures may be fulfilled. Right. And then he said, Then when he looked, it was like a, the, the dove, the Holy Spirit sat on him. And then the Holy Spirit drove them into the world and to be tempted by the enemy. Forty days did he fast, forty days a night. But after that, he established his ministry. Not by power, nor by might, 
but by my spirit. It's this call. It's this declaration that God made to the disciples to go forth to preach the kingdom. But what happened was they was effective because they wanted his name. And we realized that it was just a synopsis of the glorified God who came from heaven and touched earth, that he dwells amongst us, that his kingdom already came. And look, and he, it, it, they, they rejoice and say, well, Lord, in your name we cast out devil. Don't, don't rejoice after that. Just know that your name is written in the Lamb Book of Life or the Book of Life. This is the place that we got to come to, relationship. Out of the religious dogma of this is how we're doing, this is how it needs to be done. But the relationship comes after the Holy Spirit has breathed on your heart and mind, and you realize, Lord, I'm not even worthy. But because of your righteous deed, you made me worthy. You justified me. It brought me in the right standing and the right place with you. It, 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 and when I start thinking about the grace of God, something we, can't, something we don't deserve and something that we, 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 we cannot earn, but it's the grace. I said all this to say this, that, that, that in the revival, the grace of God going to go forth. Just like he told his disciples, go forth and preach that the kingdom of God is that repent for the kingdom, have a change of mind. The kingdom of God, I'm praying that the revival, that people have a change of mind. Praise and and that, that, that change of mind, that they experience the glory of God for his kingdom has come. His kingdom has come. His kingdom has Why has kingdom come? Why has kingdom? Because spirit is shut abroad in our heart. It's the spirit that testifies and bear witness that the blood hit the mercy seat. It's the spirit that testifies that Jesus is alive and that he's alive. Can he still open the blind eyes? Yes. Mm. He, sent the, look, he sent them out two by two and they did it. He told them to go forth. They cast out demons before the Holy Spirit even came. Mm. Before Luke chapter 11, this is how much the Father loves us. That, that if your son asks for a bread, would you give him a stone? I mean, if he asks for something good, would you give him something that's that that that, that going to be harmful unto him? Yeah. He said, "But if you been wicked, know how to give your son or your children good things. Why, when they ask you, how much more with the Father? I mean, the, the God of the universe, all creation, Elohim, the Father will give you the Holy Spirit if you ask him. Ah, yeah. mm. The Holy Spirit. I'm talking about the Comforter." The paraclete, well, the standby, the advocate, the, the, the enabler, the strengthener. He is the power to be, he gives you power to be, not look at, not just power to do, but to be a witness. To be a witness that Jesus is alive. And that he could, I want to speak to someone that they're speaking. Jesus is alive. Come into the relationship. The Bible says, that, look, the guy said that no man coming unto the Father except the Spirit yeah. draws him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm telling yeah. you now, the Spirit is moving. This is what the Bible is about. To get, get, get resurrected. Get resurrected your spirit. And, and, and let him woo you into the relationship with God. That you may become an effective witness. Look, at your family will not be lost because you are, because you're in the family. Your family will not be lost because you're in a family. He's giving you power to be a witness, and not just to be a witness, but to produce change. When they went out two by two, they produced a change. 
it, what's interesting about the test, he said that he sent the 70s out two by two to the places that he would have went. Maybe he's sending you, you know, to, to go talk to your neighbor. That's the place he would have went. <laughs> Maybe he's telling you mm. to talk to your daughter one more time. Don't give up on her. That's the place he would have went. Maybe, mm. maybe he's telling you to, 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 to start doing street evangelism and, and, mm. and, and get beyond yourself and start doing this work because that's the place he would have went. And that if you go, he said that the signs, wonders, and miracles shall follow them to them that believe. Mm. Now it's time for us to produce. It's time for us to do the will of the Father. It's time for us to go forth and show forth his glory. Like I was saying, that his glory may be established in this earth. After all, he is worthy, right? He saved us. He saved us. He called us out of darkness into his mother's light. He had cleaned us up. Many of us are supposed to be dead, but we are here because, look at this, and not because of our faith because we fell short. There's many times that we try to serve him, and look at this, at the same time, you don't want to pray one day. You don't want to read the word every day. Yeah. So if you're depending on your works, look how quick you fell short. Yeah. You can't even keep your mind, th- you can't even keep your mind thinking pure. Plus, the thing on these things that was pure, the thing that is holy, the thing that is just, the thing that's of a good report. Think on these things. We can't even do that. Within that half an hour span. So look at this. The works of man. The, 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 the faith of man. The, the approach to God to man. The faith. We fall short every time. But, but here's the beautiful thing. But God said, well, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to extend my hand. And, and look at this. And, and I'm going to reach over that breach that we have between us. And I'm going to cause a connection. <laughs> And my grace is going to meet your faith, and we can produce the kingdom of God in the earth. My grace is going to connect to your faith, and we can produce the kingdom of God in the earth. All things are possible to them that believe. Hallelujah. You tried it on your own, it didn't work. Connected yeah. with God, oh, baby, it's going to work. I don't care what the reports say. Some people are battling cancer right now. Right now. Connect your faith to the grace of God. And watch him turn it around. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Connect your faith to the grace of God and watch him work it out. Connect your faith to the grace of God and watch him work in your family, in your children, on your husband, on your wife. No matter what the situation is, he can work it. He can work it. This is what I was talking about, a revival, a resurrection. The thing that seems to be dead is now going to be made alive. By the Spirit of God. By the, sp- God. The, the, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, is exactly what His name is. It's, it's, first, we must know that God, He is Spirit, and those who worship Him must worship Him in Spirit and in truth. And so, look at it. And, and so, we also must know that He's holy. Be He holy, for I am holy, saith the Lord. So now what he does, he imparts himself into us. Holy Spirit. The Spirit that is holy. The very essence of God. The very essence of who he is. We cannot go through life. We cannot do it without his Spirit. Why? Because his spirit, it's the Spirit that marks us. As I love how Pastor Dan said, not... It, that, that what happens is that a lot of us walk in his likeness, but not in his image. It's his Holy Spirit that marks us as his image in the earth. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Praise God. 
Praise God. <laughs> wow. Amen. So, 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 so since I've done, I just want to encourage everybody to come out to revive because, like I said, it's not about us. We expect God to move. I mean, we expect God to move. I, I tell you something, and Elder Ozzy, stop me if I'm going, you know, beyond my boundaries. But we fasted for 21 days for this. We, we fasted for 21 for eight days for this. Number one, that we may die to self. And what we think is, is, is the know-hows or how it should be, we die to ourselves that no religion have no part of this. Yeah. Well, but we die that the Holy Spirit may have full reign, first in our life. Lest mm-hmm. we be a castaway of what God's trying to give us and make us do on earth. So we want to be a partaker mm-hmm. first. And now we fast for the souls. That whoever comes is going to have their need, their need met. That whoever comes is going to leave out change. That whoever comes is going to be revived and filled up again. So, somebody going to get a new assignment. After they come through this revival, I'm telling you, it's something that God has shown me. You don't know what your gifts are, you don't know what your calling are, and you're trying to be faithful, but you're frustrated, and you don't know what the purpose of God is for your life. Come to the revival and watch it be birthed out. Because the Spirit of God is there, who gives to His gifts freely as He wills. Freely as He wills. Amen. He gives. Amen. So what I'm telling you is not going to be us that we're going to make a declaration and decrease that come up from us. It's the Spirit of God that's going to move in there. It's the Spirit of God that's going to preach. It's the Spirit of God that's going to lay hands. It's the Spirit of God that's going to meet the needs. It's the Spirit of God that's going to serve because we allow Him to flow through us. Amen. It's no Amen. us on the agenda. Amen. It's no flesh on the agenda. We just want Amen. the raw move of God. It's time. Because mm-hmm. we allow mm-hmm. God to be God, then we could come into the full promises of God. Mm-hmm. As long as we're trying to do it, then we fall short. It, it, it reminds me, and I'm going to hasten into my clothes. I don't know how much time I got, so I got like one minute. Yes, <laughs> I hasten into my clothes. <laughs> All right. In Numbers chapter 13 and chapter 14, we hear about the, 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 tell the story about the transitioning and how the children is going to come out of, out of the wilderness and come into to, to the promised land. The problem is when they scouted out the land for 40 days, they came back with a bad report, and they couldn't enter in. So it stopped them from coming in because of their disbelief. And so because of disbelief, happens that, uh, uh, now what happened is that there's only two out of the 12 that Moses had sent out to spy the land. That was Joshua and Caleb, and they're the only one who's able to come in for the, trans- for, for the transitioning. The, the transition to transition the next generation over into coming into the promises of God. Mm-hmm. It's the same Holy Spirit now that's going to transition us over into the promises of God. All mm-hmm. we got to do is believe. Mm-hmm. So I challenge all those to believe and come. Expecting God to do it. Expecting God to do something. Expecting God to speak to you. Come with expectation and watch God move. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Elder Harris. Amen. Um, thank you, Evangelist Hagler. Um, I'm just going to kind of stay in that same vein. I'm just going to kind of blow prophetically here. And I'm excited about this time and this season that we are in as believers. Uh, I believe this is the season of the Holy Ghost. I believe that this is a season that God is going to do great things, not only for his people, but through his people. And Amen. Yes. I believe that. Uh, the the prerequisite is, um, as 
Elder Sean alluded to, um, is in Zechariah chapter 4, when they were looking to do the work of the Lord, and they were trying to rebuild. And the angel spoke in verse 6 and said, Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, that's the Lord of hosts. Yes, Lord. <laughs> so he, he, he was letting them know, you, you, I have given you an assignment. I believe that's what the Lord is saying to us today. I have given you an assignment. Yes. Yes, you have a purpose. Yes, you are anointed to do a work for me. Mm-hmm. Not only a work, but a great work. Yes, you're anointed to prophesy and to preach and to build and even rebuild. But it can only, my work can only be done when you submit to my spirit. Amen. If you allow me to come in and lead and guide you and direct you and instruct you and comfort you and fight for you. And what the Lord has shown me and put on my heart and what he has allowed me to see, that the people of God are aware that they are anointed or they are called or they have this assignment. And some of them, uh, some of us uh, are even, we're, we're working and we're laboring, but we're doing it in our own strength. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. In our own strength. In our own intelligence, in what we think is best, we're leaning to our own understanding, and therefore we fail. Therefore, we are burnt out. We are worn out. We are even frustrated. Mm. Even some have gone into depression. Yes. Because we will not yield our all. We must be controlled by the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Make him Lord. The, what the Lord has shown me is that we give him part, but not all. Mm-hmm. We give God, we do God like we do man. We give him the part that we trust him with. Mm-hmm. The part of us that we're most comfortable with, like mm-hmm. we have something to be ashamed of before God. God wants that part of you that you are insecure of. Yes. He wants that nasty part of you, if I can put it like that. <laughs> yes. he, he wants that, that part of you that is embarrassing, that you mm-hmm. want to tell. That's because of love, as as Brother Sean mentioned earlier, because he loves us. He, he, he took that all into consideration when he gave you the assignment. When he when he knew you before you were in your mother's womb, as Jer- as he told Jeremiah. Hi, yeah, yeah. So I dare we, God have mercy on us. Why would we not want to yield to that type of love? Yeah. Why not yield to His Spirit that He left to comfort us? Yes. He even yes. led the children of Israel in their deliverance as a cloud by day and a fire by night. Yes, sir. How else? How else would they have made it? 
without that presence of God being manifested in their lives. If they hadn't have trusted him. And those that did not trust him died without obtaining the promise. Yes. So, Lord of what God. is on my heart for right now, this moment, in, in the word of God to this, uh, for this season to his people? Give up, give up the ghost. Give it, give it all to him. Mm-hmm. The only way you're going to obtain the vision that's before your eyes, the mm. only way you're going to walk into the promises of God, the only way you're going to obtain the prophecy that's been spoken over your life, not mm. by your might, not by your power, but oh. by his spirit. Yes, yes. John the Baptist, after he, or as he was baptizing in the wilderness of Judea, as he was baptizing and as he was preaching repentance, he proceeded on to say, there's one coming that's going to baptize you. Yes. In the Holy Ghost. Yes. And fire. What I call Holy Ghost fire. (laughs) Holy Ghost fire. Holy Ghost fire. That fire that will purge you. That fire, that same fire will rekindle what is now dormant. Ignite your passion. Because many of us, we fail to lean on God and submit to his spirit. We've become complacent and slothful in the work of the Lord. But the Holy Mm. Ghost desires to set you on fire again. Mm. The Holy Ghost desires to reveal the will of God in your life again. To crown your Mm. head with godly wisdom again. Hallelujah. Again. Thank you, Jesus. To set you on on fire for the call of God and the purpose of God for your life. Praise God. Surrender to him. Yes, this is the best time, I believe, as a Christian. As a believer, I do believe it. But we can't obtain it without him. Yes. And yes. my question is, and I'm done, my question is, why would you want to? God bless you. Amen, amen. Pastor Thomas. Well, I think I want to uh, just begin by by saying what Elder Harris uh, and Minister Henderson have said has really hit I believe where where God has us, and I think it's important uh, that we understand, you know, what time it is. I, uh, God was saying something to me uh, uh, last night or a couple of days ago. I can't remember which, but he he told me he said that whatever is revealed can be restored. If it's not revealed, you can't restore it. If you don't know what it is, you can't fix it. You can't mend it. Nothing can happen to it. And I think what we're going through right now is we're going through a season where some of the things that have been lost in the body of Christ as it relates to the grace of God, as it relates to the love of God, 
as it relates to his peace, his joy, as it relates to being filled with the Holy Spirit. God is revealing and restoring those things back to the body of Christ. Uh, for those who, who may study or do different things, uh, some people mark the Bible out in what we call dispensations. And uh, right. when I begin to think about that, I realize that, you know, dispensation comes from the word dispenser. And what the dispenser does is it manages the amount that's being poured out. And so as we can handle it, as we've been able to take it, as we have grown up in maturity in Christ, God has been dispensing over a period of time. Because here's one thing I realize is that time can never handle all of eternity. That's right. Not at at one time. So God has to manage the amount that he pours out to us. And one of the things that the brothers hit was this this revelation of grace. And it, it is so important that we understand this because when you start understanding grace, grace is more than getting what we don't deserve. Literally what it is, it's the love of God. Uh, yes. And and for some reason, I, I don't think we say that enough. God, God loves right. us. We don't talk about the love of God enough, what it is, what it is to us, what it's done for us, what it's doing to us, what it has done in spite of us, and what it's doing through us. I believe a person cannot experience the genuine love of God and remain the same. Uh, there's some misconceptions about God. John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world. Yeah, yes. go, but before we go any further, we need to settle that right now. God is not mad at the world. Yes. Thank you. Not mad at you. God is not sitting in heaven trying to figure out the best punishment to give you because of your last sin. God so loved yes. the world, not hated uh, loved, not despised, not rejected, loved, not forsaken. God so loved the world. And not only does he love the world, he so loved the world. Now, I, I just, I, I feel I feel something pushing me a little bit, I'll be honest about that, because when I read that, I get excited, because it's the smallest words in the Bible that really have the most significant meaning. That small yeah. word, so, literally means yeah. after this manner or in this way. What it's saying is, is that, is that, you know, God, he loved the world in this way. This is how he loved mm. the world. Now, when I think about that, I ask myself the question, how can God love the world when there's human trafficking? Yeah. yeah. I love the world when people are dying of hunger. How can we say we, he loved the world when earthquakes and hurricanes are literally decimating the entire countries and regions? How can God love the world when, when evil doesn't seem to have any limit or range to its, uh, its destruction? So when I think about this word, this small word, so, what God is saying is that I've made my love so big that anybody that will receive it, and I think what we're doing is – uh, we're trying to make people earn something that God has yeah. given to them freely. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, if, if I let's let's just say, and I I don't think it'll ever come to this, but let's just say I owed uh, Elder Harris fifteen thousand dollars. And uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Let's say I owed him fifteen thousand dollars. It's him, me, and uh, uh, Elder Henderson. We're, we're all friends. We're we're a triangle of friends. And because yeah. of the amount of money that I owed him, you know, now there is some distance between us. We're not talking anymore. Mm-hmm. Avoiding his calls. I'm in his Facebook inboxes. I'm avoiding his texts. He's trying to tweet me. I'm not answering because I owe him money, and I don't have the capacity or the ability to pay him anything. I, I can't yeah. pay him. And so Sean comes in, uh, he comes in, he says, he says, listen, I don't like the fact that there's this rift in our triangle anymore. He says, what I want to yeah. do, he said, Dan, I will pay 
uh, I will pay Elder Harrison, uh, Harris the $15,000 you owe him. I'm going to tell him I'm paying it on your behalf. You guys are going to be good. The debt is paid. So he goes to Elder Harris. He pays the $15,000. And then he says to me, he said, listen, I talked to Elder Harris. He said, all is well. It's been paid. He said, you can go to him. Now, because I've got this history with Elder Harris, i got this history. Mm-hmm. Things haven't been good because of my mind, the fact that it hasn't been renewed. Even though the debt is paid, the next yeah. time I still probably going to try to duck him because I I don't believe that even though the debt has been paid, I still think there's something there. So God said this to me. He said this to me. He says, you need to stop preaching as if people still owe me something. He said, I sent my son and died for the world. He said, you keep telling folks they owe me, but the debt is already paid. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> the debt, glory, the debt glory. is already paid. And so when people begin to understand this, you know, Second uh, Corinthians 5 and 21 says, uh, uh, for he who knew no sin, you know, God made him sin that yes. we might become the righteousness of God. And if, if you allow me to do this, I want to interpret that scripture in a 2013 kind of way. What that literally okay. means is that God looked at Jesus as if he had lived my life and rewarded him with death. And then he looked at Jesus as if he had uh, looked at me as if I had lived Jesus' life and rewarded me with life. This is what we call substitution. Mm-hmm. You That's right, brother. To- People, 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 people are saying, well, you know, you have to do this, you have to do this. The disciples, they were walking with Jesus one day, and uh, they said, uh, Lord, what is the work of God that we may do? And now listen to these men. They, they've been walking with Jesus. They've been uh, trying to grasp his concepts. They've been trying to understand his teachings, but they still don't have it yet. They still have a law mindset. They still have a work uh, mindset. I don't know if any of you have tried to give somebody something recently, but even in our uh, servant evangelism outreach, just giving people free things. They don't know how to receive because there's still this condemnation way down on the inside that tells them yeah. they're not working. And so, and so now what, amen, uh, what happens after you, after you do all that, these disciples, they said, what's the work of God that we may do it? Now, Jesus' answer is what really surprises me. His answer just blows me away. He said the work of God is to believe on the one that was sent. Yes. <laughs> I, I, now, now, in the Old Testament, your, your job was to ah. do in the New Testament, your job is only to believe. And we have Hallelujah. such trouble believing from God and, and saying, well, Lord, I don't know. He said, listen, the work is already done. You don't have to do anything. And I think the way we approach the gospel and I think the way we preach it, when we preach the grace and the love of God, nobody can under, uh, stand up under the weight of God's love. His, 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 his love is more weighty than his anger. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's more way when see somebody loves you uh, and you don't know why you can't understand why they blessed you so much, uh, and we mm-hmm. we find sometimes that there are, are are millions of Christians who don't have an appreciation for what Jesus. And yeah. there's a reason for this because we don't really know or understand how far we have fallen from God. We can't really appreciate what Jesus has done. And this is why he said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present. If we understood the mercy, mercy is stuff that should have happened, but because of God's grace, it never allowed it to happen in your life. Some of us should be yeah. dead. Some of us should have AIDS. Some yeah. of us should be in jail. All yes, kinds yeah. of stuff yes. should happen to us. But because of the mercy of God, he held back consequences yeah. that God says, listen, he says, listen, you can't touch them. I got destiny over their lives. He says, listen, destiny that I invested in them. God says, I intend to get a return on my investment. And he said, it's a hedge. 
us don't know it's a hedge around us called chosen. We were chosen in God before the foundation of the world, and God says, listen, I'm going to protect my investment. Yeah, they sinned. Yes, they were wrong. He says, but I got to give them time to come out because what's in them is going to change the entire world, and I cannot yes. allow them. And so this is what we're coming to with this revival. Yeah. I want to wake somebody up to the fact that, yeah. number one, God loves you. Number two, his grace is on you. And not only is that grace, uh, uh, one of my friends, Pastor Tory Montgomery, uh, he, he actually defined grace in a way I've never heard before. He said uh, grace is God's ability overtaking your ability, causing you to function in his ability. Yeah. Mm. Awesome. Amazing mm. definition. Because what it says is, is that now it is Christ in me, the hope of glory. Paul, he says this. He says, Galatians 2 and 20, I believe it is, he says these words. He says, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. But it's the Christ that lives within me in the life that I now live. I live by the faith of the Son of God. Now, I had to stop right there because we never really think about Jesus having to have faith. But Paul says, I don't live my own life. I live by the faith of the Son of God. Well, what kind of faith did Jesus have to have that he transferred to me that I'm living by. Well, Jesus had to have faith that his father would do what he said he was going to do. He said, Father, if I die for the people, will you raise me from the dead? He said, I believe that you will do it. And he raised Jesus from the dead. He has given me the spirit and the faith of resurrection. That word resurrection in the Greek literally means to get back on your feet. And whoever is listening today, that same resurrection is in you if you are spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is in you that no matter where you are in your life you can you can be revived and I love it because God cannot lie that means if you have a promise over your life that it means that you have a future and if you have a future you can have hope and the reason why you can have hope over the future is because God can't lie it didn't say yeah. he should I didn't say he would lie it's he can't lie and even though you may have left him he will never leave you right. because his word is out there Psalms 132 yes. God magnifies his word above his own name. So even yeah. God understands that if his, he doesn't keep his word, his name won't have a good reputation. So God says, before I allow my word to fail, I'm going to bless you. He told Abraham, I swear I'll bless you. Because right. yeah. my word is out there. And so this, this Holy Ghost revival, God says, I want to be back in control your life. He said, I want you to let me take full control. I want you to let me get into the driver's seat. I got some stuff to show you. I'm going to use you as a generation changer. I'm going to change the legacy in your family. That who were not saved, he says, I'm going to use you in unique ways. You said, you thought you got that job because you needed a raise or you needed more money. Destinies that are locked up. You're there. You're starting to hate the job. You don't like it anymore, but God says you're ruining what I'm doing in you. I need you to be on time. I need you to have a smile on your face because somebody's going to come to you and you're going to be such a light in a dark place. And this, this is for every Christian that's listening. Don't try to shine your light at church because light doesn't shine in light. That's right. <laughs> Hallelujah. It only shines right, in dark. You, you yeah. got to get yeah. hands dirty. You got to get some stuff. And what God God is saying right now, I'm raising an entire generation up that's radical. Yes. Worried that's about right. a whole lot of protocol. Well, you can't do it this way. You got to preach this way. You have to do it this way. No. Well, God says, I'm not looking for style. I'm looking for power. Uh, I heard uh, Elder Henderson say this earlier. He said, these signs shall follow them that believe. Now, I have determined today that I'm one of them. Yes, yes sir. 
I'm, I'm one of them. These signs, and there, there ought to, there, there's going to be some evidence in the church that we have lost that when you show up, devils begin to tremble. That's that's what I'm really looking for on those three nights. That they said these men have made it all the way to this revival. We got to go. It's going to be out of somebody's family. Drug addictions are going to stop. I'm looking for. Yes. And needles to come to the altar. I've been shacking for so long. I got to get out of. I can't. I can't do this no more. The love of God is gonna be so present that it's gonna slip out of what they're in, like they're in a noose that's been cut off. It's not gonna be able to hold them no more. There's gonna be such a presence of God in that place. It's tangible, like you're almost gonna be able to touch it, and you will know. When you come out of there, it's not going to be a struggle to get out of what you in. You will be delivered. You will have been set free. Chains will have fallen off, and you will never, ever be the same again. Yes. 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 Amen. That that's that's what that's that's what that's all I got right there. That's that's all I got. Powerful. (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, Lord. I tell you, if I could be. I'm I'm I am just lit up over here. I'm just I don't even need my lights on. I'm so lit up. (laughs) This is just awesome. If you are in the Guthrie, Oklahoma area, on what days again, brothers? October third through the fifth, Oklahoma City, Guthrie, uh, Stillwater, Coyle, all those surrounding areas. Come on out. Hallelujah. Go ahead, brother. I'm sorry. No, that's that's a Thursday, Friday, and a Saturday, I believe. Yes, sir. That's right. 7 p.m. The anointing is so strong among (sighs) you brethren right now. And uh, the the power of God that I feel just through the broadcast, the anointing and the power that I feel through the broadcast, I'm just almost afraid of what's going to take place. At the actual <laughs> revival I mean this is going to be A powerful meeting I'm oh believing God with you That souls are going to be saved Backsliders are going to be reclaimed That the miracles yes. of God Are going to pour forth Out of you brothers Through prophetic word Through through the laying on of hands Through signs and yes. miracles Through the gifts of healing yeah. Words of wisdom I'm and the word of knowledge and the prophecy. Yeah. I just believe yeah. that God is going to do a mighty, powerful work through you, and that that Oklahoma City area will never ever be the same again. Mm-hmm. That the power of God will just rush through that house like a mighty wind, like it did on the day of Pentecost. I just believe yeah. God that these things and everything that you have requested and required of the Lord that it will take place and that your names will become a household name, that God's hand is going to be upon each and every one of you, that the mercies of God is going to be upon your lives, that whatever thing that the enemy is trying to do to come against you, that it is arrested right now in the powerful and the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That an anointing will come forth in your lives as never before. 
that the city will be indestructible, that there is nothing that the enemy can do during this meeting, that when he tries to come up against you, that wall, that God will raise up that standard, that wall against him, and that he will bounce off of that, and he will not be able to enter in, that there will be wheelchairs all over the place and canes all over the place, cigarettes thrown on the altar and whiskey bottles be thrown on the altar and People will be delivered by yeah. the power and the blood of Handorobosad, by the power Jesus. and the blood of Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father, for what you are going to do. These are voices that others need to hear. These are voices that others need to hear. Handorobosad. And I thank you for their humility, O God. And I thank you for their love that they have not only towards you, but towards each other and towards people in general. Hallelujah. We glorify you, Father, for these awesome men of God and their wonderful wives that stand by them and, and that are connected to them. And connect this group together, Lord. Never allow anything to come between them that would break the connection that you have put in the lives of these men. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Oh, hallelujah. We glorify. What powerful, powerful words. I'm just awesome, awesome word, especially about the love of God. So many people just don't realize how much God loves them. You know, we think we got to clean ourselves up and do all kinds of things before yes, God yes. will love us. But God loves us Hallelujah. right where we are. Ooh, I remember yes, when I yes. backslid. I backslid, brothers. I backslid. But I remember that God never yes. turned his back on me. He yes. kept Hallelujah. me and kept drawing me and kept pulling yes. me to him kept talking to me, kept just kept loving me and just kept loving me until he drew me right back to where I belong. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> and that was in his arms. Oh, and I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for your obedience on what you are going to do in this revival and how you're going to allow the Spirit of God to use you. Hallelujah. And Pastor, if you would just uh Speak to those who maybe do not know Jesus or maybe those who have backslidden. Uh, just share a word of encouragement and, and bring them into uh, uh, acknowledgement and, and into uh, their place in Christ Jesus, if you don't mind. Yes. There's a story in the Bible about a young man who asked his father for his inheritance Early. He didn't want to wait until he had earned it. He didn't want to wait until his father had died. And the Bible says he went off into a far country, and he began to waste his inheritance. And it wasn't long before he found himself in the slop with swine, with pig. He had ruined himself totally. And the Bible tells us that he lifted up his eyes when he was in that mess. And I don't know where you are right now. I don't know how long you've been away from God. I don't know what caused you to get there or how much you've been hurt and how deeply you've been hurt. But he lifted up his eyes and he says, the Bible says, and he came to himself. Yes. He got his, 
his senses back. He was able to come back and he came back to himself. He said, I will arise and go to my father's house, and I will become one of his servants. And I want to tell you, I thank God that he came to himself. I thank God that he had the frame of mind to go back to his father's house. But I also want to let you know that there was something that was unfortunately deficient in his uh, in his thinking, because as he began to say, I will go back to be one of my father's servants, I will mm-hmm. serve, I'm not worthy enough to be his son anymore, he began to think that because of what he did, that he didn't deserve his father's love, that he would have to work his way back into his father's love. So while he's thinking in his mind of what he, how he would have to present himself to his father to be able to get his father to accept him, much to his surprise, as he was coming down the last stretch of going home, yeah. his father was waiting there with wide open arms. I want to tell somebody out there tonight, whether you, if you've backslidden or even if you don't know the Lord, God says, you may have went away from me or ignored my requests and my invitations, but it has not affected the way I think about you. It has not affected the way I, I, you don't have to earn your way back to me. Jesus has paid your sin debt in full. I love you. I'll never stop loving you. There's nothing that can stop uh, you can you can do to make me stop loving you, and I want you to know that. And so, if you're out there today, and you don't have to be in a church, you don't have to shake the preacher's hand, you don't have to go through all the churchy religion. I'm not going to give you a list of do's and don'ts. I'm not going to give you that. The the the, the kingdom of God is not about do's and don'ts. It is about a real bona fide relationship with God. And I I just want to pray with you real quick and say, Father. I thank you for helping me and positioning me tonight to be able to listen to this. I ask you to forgive me for my sins. I understand that I am a sinner and that I am lost without you. All I am, all I have right now, I give it to you. This moment is my destiny destiny moment. My life has changed. I receive the work that Jesus Christ has done on the cross on my behalf. I believe in him. That if one man called Adam could mess everything up, you could send another man, a perfect man, Jesus, to fix everything that he did wrong. And I receive him right now, not only as my Savior, but as my Lord. And, Lord, I'm coming back to you as a backslider. Coming back to you, and I want to serve you more now than ever before. But this time, I don't want to do it in my own strength. I don't want to do it in my own willpower. I want you to work through me. I want you to live through me. Take full control. I make myself available to you. And if you prayed that prayer, God heard you. As a matter of fact, he heard you before one word was ever uttered out of my mouth because God hears what's in our heart before it comes out of our mouth. And if you prayed that prayer as a person who didn't know God tonight, you were saved. Your eternity is sealed and secure in Jesus Christ. If you were a backslider, God received you, and you can go on. You can leave your past in the past. God has redeemed you. He has restored you, and the best days of your life are in front of you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise God. We just once again thank you, brothers, for being a part of tonight's broadcast. Uh, It was a powerful and anointed time. Uh, I believe this is going to be a broadcast that is going to go down and going to be listened to uh, throughout the rest of uh, this year. Uh, This was powerful. The anointing of God has truly fallen uh, in this place on this evening at this time. Uh, Once again, um, 
Pastor, I would like for you to give the name of your church and your address for those people that do live in the Oklahoma City area um, and in, in the surrounding areas that they can find your church with no problem. So if you could give us the name of your church, uh, any yes. upcoming uh, things that you might have. All right, we are uh, we are in Oklahoma City. The name of the church is Chosen Generation Church. We are at 10100 North Ridgeview Drive. Uh, that's Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, 73120. Uh, we are now meeting uh, in Covenant Presbyterian Church. It's a very large church. You can't miss it. It's right next door uh, to Ridgeview Elementary. It's Chosen Generation Church, and that is 10100. Uh, North Ridgeview Drive. And very quickly, uh, uh, Evangelist Rebecca, I, I got I to gotta say something to you. I just got to obey God. I'm going to make this real quick. Uh, I don't know what your uh, aspirations are in, or endeavors are in radio, but what I see, this is just, I just got to say, see, say what God showed me. What God showed me is there, there has been such a commitment uh, to getting his word out through any medium. Uh, when I when you started speaking tonight, God showed me Second uh, Corinthians where Paul said, I determined to know nothing uh, among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And God said, that's your spirit. You, you, whether you know it or not, you are standing before an open door. God has literally, you have just literally entered a season where God is going to expand the dreams of your heart, where you're going to stop. You're, this is what's been said. You are no longer going to have to do what you have to do because you have to do it. You're gonna you're gonna move from what you can do to what God has called you to do. I don't know this. Yes. You know this. You said this was a special broadcast, but God said because you have made me your favorite, it is in this season I'm getting ready to give you a lot of favor. Mm. I, just, I, I don't yes. know what's been going on in your life right now, uh, but God says you've been pouring out. You've been pouring out. You've been pouring out. You've been pouring out. God says I'm not gonna let you make another. Oh, and another person until I give you a return on what you have done, and you have made him your favorite, and God says it's time for me to show you some favor. Amen. Ah, shut up. Yes. Yes. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. And Evangel, I got to piggyback off that. that. The prophetic and the spirit of God is moving. What I hear the Lord say is that the famine is over. You pour so much into it. And you put your resources into it. All I heard the Lord saying was the famine is over. Holy that he's going to cause a stream to come out the desert. <laughs> he will cause a stream and a brook to come out the desert place. Of the things that you had given up, it seemed like dry. And it seemed like nothing was, there's certain areas where things was not producing. Did you call reduce? You're going to be like Isaac. You're going to, you sown in this famine. But now I get ready for your hundredfold. Get ready for your hundredfold. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And if I can say in that same vein, Evangelist um, you heard me speak earlier. Well, I don't know if I said this, but prophetically speaking, you are not one of those who... Try to be the work of the Lord without the Holy Spirit leading you. And because you have let the Holy Spirit lead you, you are now coming to the forefront. Because there are others out there who are doing it in their own strength, in their own might, in their own power. But God said, not by their might, not by their power, but by my spirit. And you have this spirit. 
And so you're going forth while others are going to be going backwards, while others are going to be cut off, you will go forth. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ah, glory. Thank you, men of God, so much. I mean, it's like you were in my in my oh, prayer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Paradigm shift. Thank you, Father. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Lord, thank you. Elder uh, Henderson, if, if there's, you want to tell people how to get to the Potter's House or if you've got another something that you'll be doing in the near future. So, yes, we are located on um, Keys Boulevard, um, 6777 Keys Boulevard. It's right off um, 408, Spur 408, off I-20. So it's right mm-hmm. off I-20, uh, Spur 408, the 677 Keys Boulevard, with Bishop T.D. Jakes as the pastor. Praise God. And uh, Elder Harris, if you would like to give information on our church, Hallelujah. Oh, proudly and gladly. <laughs> I, I serve at the greatest church this side of heaven, Daytree Family Church, located at 618 North Beltline Road, Irving, Texas, yeah. where my pastor, yeah. Bishop Kevin Dickinson, uh, Pastor Sonia Dickinson, anointed yes. up to God. Um, Bishop uh, is in an awesome teaching as well on the Holy Spirit called Power Up. Um, and I'm telling you, God has been moving um, and people being baptized. Um, also, Evangelist Tablet, I can give the address out to the church where we're having a revival. Yes, sir, please. Okay, the name of the church is United Baptist Church, uh, located in Seward, Oklahoma, 73044. The address is 550 Fox Street. That is 550 Fox Street, Seward, S-E-W-A-R-D, Oklahoma, 73044. Um, if you would like to contact me with any questions, if you're in the Guthrie area or maybe attending Langston and you would like to come and maybe even be a part some kind of way, because this is a community. This is not about us. This is not about a church. This is about a united people. Uh, you can reach me on my email address um, at ogharris at hotmail.com. We would love to connect with you. Um, send me a flyer, get the word out. Uh, this is all about partnership and all about unity, all about coming together and the love of God. Thank you. Amen, amen. Well, once again, I do thank you all for your obedience to Christ and for your words, of, your prophetic words and your words of encouragement to myself. And I just believe that God is going to do a mighty, mighty, mighty work uh, there in uh, Guthrie, Oklahoma, uh, Pastor. I'm. I used to live in Oklahoma City. I spent about two and a half, maybe three years in Oklahoma City, so I know the area very well. Uh, um, I was also uh, Elder Henderson. I was at the Mega Fest, so I was truly blessed by that. And Elder Harris and I, we just served. We both served there at Day Spring together, and it's just been an honor. It's been an honor for me to have such awesome men and such mighty men of God to grace this show, A Word from God. It has been just a a wonderful honor to have you all on. I mean, you could have done anything else tonight or been anywhere else, but you chose to uh, grace my show, and and I'm just so thankful 
to each and every one of you and to your wives for lending you to uh, the body of Christ for these couple of hours. I mean, can't believe it's almost it's time to time to go home, but I truly honor you all. And if God has given you each one last thing to say, go ahead and do it now, and uh, we'll go from there. Well, I'll go ahead and start us off, and uh, maybe uh, our visionary for the revival can end us. I, I just, I just want to say this: um, that this is a this is a time where God is really encouraging us to really spend time with Him, and I don't know how I can stress that Amen. enough. Uh, those who are in close proximity to him as it relates to relationship and prayer and reading his word, uh, he wants to reveal some things. No, none of us here on the line tonight uh, reveal things to people who are not close to us. And God says, if you get uh, close to me, I'm going to show you what I'm doing in this season. And so I just, I just want to encourage everyone out there as close as you can, whatever you – don't don't wait until you have time. Make time. Spend time with the Lord. Spend time Amen. in His presence. You're going to see major and significant changes in your life. Amen. 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 And to piggyback off that, um, Pastor Dan, that's so awesome. God had laid on my heart that there was a time for discipline, and not just a time for discipline in ourselves. But also, it's the time for dedication, consistency. God wants consistency and diligence in our life. Um, that God is a rewarder to those who diligently seek Him. Right. And that's and what you were saying is is the the, the prayer. God called God called me. I mean, uh, like uh, two days ago, I, I was just tarrying. And God, and God said, and I was praying, Lord, Lord, what is it that you want me to know? What is it that you want to teach me? Allow the Holy Spirit to teach you. He's a teacher. He's there to lead you into all truth. Allow him to teach you. Like Pastor Dan said, spending time in his word, praying in the spirit, praying with an understanding, uh, uh, praying for others. Get, get beyond your own prayer. Listen, Lord, I need a house, Lord. Bless my job. Pray for other people. Pray for the nation. Pray for the president. Pray for this country. Uh, we we going through a, uh, hard times now, and if, if there's any time that we need the Lord, it's, it's now. I mean, we heard that before, but it is now. It is now. People going in now in the school system and shooting up little kids. I I, I mean, it is now. Murder. As the days of Noah is running rampant in the earth, saints, it's time to pray. The, the Bible said, where are my intercessors? Where are my intercessors? Hallelujah. He, he want to speak. He said, I'm not going to do nothing in the earth before, uh, before I reveal it to my prophets. The Lord want to speak, but we got to be willing to listen. We got to come into a, a positioning to listen. So, 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 Pastor Dan, you so much right on it. It's it's the discipline and 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 it's the diligence. It's the, the, the to 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 study His Word to know. Let the Word run us richly. That that that, that our minds may be changed and, and and we we have the surety of we know who He is. As the Holy Spirit teaches and illuminate our heart and the mind to receive that we may receive revelation yeah. of the Father, God. of the One who loves us. And so, yes, you're right. I just want to admonish that this is the season for it. 
because God will do great things, but you can, he, he will not do it unless unless you seek him. He wouldn't, you wouldn't, look, at, if you seek him, then you will have a heart of obedience. What the word comes and do, it, it causes a separation. The word separates even from your own fleshly mind and his spirit. What you think it is, right, and you realize that, see, what happens is that when you get into his word, it changes your perception. Your perception may, may be a reality, but it's not the truth. Your perception always shapes your reality, but it's not necessarily the truth. And the Holy Spirit comes to lead us into all truth. So, absolutely, I, I admonish that that is the season for this, to seek it with our whole heart, with all our strength, with all our mind and all our soul, and let him reign in our life. Amen. Amen. Elder Harris? Amen. Um, with, with that being said, I would like to encourage, um, there are so many people going through hard trials. And I just like to encourage everyone listening to know where your help comes from. In the words of the psalmist, David, he said, I lift up my eyes unto the hills. Yes. My, help my help cometh from the Lord. So don't look around, look up for your, where your help comes from. Mm, Before we yes. uh, end the broadcast, uh, Evangelist, I want to thank you for your time and for your service uh, oh, to the body. Thank you for allowing us to be on this anointed broadcast. Amen. Uh, I want to thank my brothers, Pastor Dan and, and Elder Sean, for serving with me. Uh, I see us as a team, as an army, and uh, I just thank God for you. I thank God for the God that's in you. Praise I thank God. God for everything that you've suffered to produce the anointing. God. I thank yes, God for your yes. family. For Lady Sasha and, and Lady Yvette, and I thank God for my lovely wife. These these women, actually, uh, Miss Yvette and my wife, they labored with us and 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 preparing for this revival. Uh, we also have uh, uh, brother uh, Chris, who's going to be leading us in praise and worship. You know, people are traveling with us from the DFW area to go to Oklahoma, and I'm coming from other parts of the country. And um, because not for us, because God is going to be there. Because God said, meet and come together, they're coming. Um, so I just want to thank everyone for their sacrifices, um, for working to put this together to do what God said do. So thank you again, uh, Pastor Thomas um, and Elder Sean. Thank you. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Amen. God bless you, sir. Well, once again, I do I do thank God for each and every one of you, and I will be praying for your uh, for the revival. As I know, others who are listening will also be praying for you. Thank you all for being a part of my uh, broadcast on tonight. Just want my listeners to know uh, that I am doing that series now on the end times. I have uh, two recorded. Uh, Webinars that I've done, one is for the rapture of the, one is called the rapture of the church, and the other is called the Bema Seat Judgment of Jesus Christ, and you can get to those particular recordings by going to anymeetings.com slash a word from God, and the one for the rapture of the church uh, is EE54D, 
989-898-5847. And then go to anymeetings.com slash a word from God slash EE55DCA188846. And that one is for the judgment seat of Christ. My assignment the Lord has been dealing with me on is to get the church rapture ready because Jesus is soon to break the skies and take us back home. So if you will go on to anymeeting.com and you will find my two two of the teachings. And next week I'll be teaching on uh, the marriage feast of the Lamb. And so I just want to say to all of my guests and to all of the listeners tonight, thank you for tuning in to A Word from God on blogtalkradio.com. I am your radio hostess, evangelist Rebecca Collier-Hagler, saying thank you for joining us. May God richly bless all of your endeavors for him. See you all next week. God bless you and good night. And elders, pastors, ministers, thank you so much for being on the show. God bless each and every one of you. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.